Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Hey, welcome to Rudy Maxa's World. It is the AKA, the guy known AKA, otherwise known as Rudy Maxa, your genial radio show host. Nice to have you back on this February Weekend. Welcome to Rudy Max's World, the travel show that dares to ask you about the secret not to. <laughs> Boy, I messed that one up. That dares to ask about the secret Nazi compound near Malibu, California. Well, that was supposed to be the show introduction, but I blew one line. Well, actually, finding out things like that, uh, compounds or buried a uh, buried nuclear missile site in the Arizona desert, is the job of Don Wildman. He's the host of the show on the Travel Channel. It's called Off Limits. He's going to join me this hour to discuss his curious profession, traveling and digging underground to find the long-forgotten histories of America's villages and cities. And then also this hour, where in the world do you think you'll find the most dense concentration of tourists? And do you want to go there? And if you do, can too much tourism be a bad thing? Stockholm-based travel writer Doug Lansky has the surprising answers to those questions in this hour. And I just returned from a little vacation in Argentina and Uruguay. And even, uh, uh, you know, I know that even if you haven't been to Argentine, Argentina and its capital, Buenos Aires, you probably know a bit about it. The tango, big red wine, grass-fed steaks, you know the tune. But Uruguay, well, that's a country not a lot of Americans think about. I'm going to discuss why that's a mistake with Anthony Dias Blue. He's host of the syndicated SSI show Blue Lifestyle. Andy and his wife were there with me this past week. i got to tell you, Uruguay's a sweet little country. We're going to talk about that toward the end of the hour, and I'll also have a couple deals of the week. First, let's take a look at the news in travel. Three Korean tourists and their guide were kidnapped this week in Egypt while traveling in the Sinai Peninsula. This is a strange one. This is not terrorism. This is local tribesmen who have occasionally grabbed tourists, in this case, off a tourist bus. They left a whole lot of other tourists behind, by the way. Uh, they grabbed them to use them as bargaining chips in disputes with the government, and they rarely uh, keep the hostages for very long, and they certainly have not been harmed. Um, Still, this doesn't do any wonders for Egypt's tourism industry that's been suffering since uh, this time last year when the Arab Spring began. But we hope for the safe return of those three Korean tourists and their guide soon. Things aren't going well in the crime department in Rio during Carnival either. Uh, either. A rash of robberies of foreign visitors is garnering headlines that suggests the police have got their work cut out for them when Rio hosts the Olympics in 2016. Last week, knife-wielding men tied up 34 Americans, Britons, and Argentines uh, st who were staying in a youth hostel. They stole their electronic equipment, money, and cameras. Same thing happened early in the morning at another hostel in Copacabana in uh, downtown Rio along the uh, waterline when 13 tourists were stripped of their values, uh, valuables. A military patrol happened upon the mugging of 10 tourists in the south of the city in another uh, incident, causing the bad guys to flee, fortunately. Nearly 100 tourists have been victims of crime in Rio so far this month. That's a 20% increase over the entire month of last February. Um, you, uh, you may have been one of the more than several million people who's viewed on YouTube a classic Dean Martin Foster Brooks comedy skit involving an overserved airline pilot at a bar. Right on top of my neck. Maybe you've seen me on television. Oh, oh no, I've never been on television. <laughs> so is, is it awful? All right. If I, if, 
if I join you, I, I'll just drop in for a little drink to settle my nerves before I go to work. Work? What, what, what sort of work do you do? I'm an airline pilot. Well, that is, as I say, uh, it's a classic Dean Martin Foster Brooks comedy skit that uh, probably funnier back when it was done when people sort of laughed at people acting drunk. Uh, but no one was laughing in Indonesia this past week when a 44-year-old pilot for Indonesia's largest domestic airline called Lion Air was arrested hours before climbing into a cockpit to fly after he tested positive for crystal meth. He's the second pilot to test positive uh, uh, for Lion Air so far this year, keeping in mind it's only mid-February. Crystal meth is known as shabu-shabu in Indonesia, and uh, in the last couple of years, it's eclipsed marijuana as the number one drug in that country of 240 million people. The government's now requiring pilots and cabin crews to undergo drug and alcohol tests before boarding a plane for each flight. In 2007, the European Union banned all Indonesian airlines from its airspace because of poor safety records. That ban has been gradually lifted. Uh, press reports of, uh, well, let me start with this one. The cruise industry has wasted no time in announcing a renewed emphasis on safety following the Costa, uh, Costa Concordia disaster. Three major trade organizations have announced cruise lines that are members of any of the three agencies will hold muster drills before ships leave port. Yeah, that's a good idea. And press reports of cases of norovirus breaking out on three large cruise ships this past week didn't help the industry at all. The sailing of Royal Caribbean's Voyager of the Seas was delayed for about two hours in New Orleans after 200 passengers contracted norovirus last weekend. The affliction causes diarrhea, vomiting, and stomach pain. During those two hours, by the way, crew and others cleaned the ship spick and span to halt the spread of germs. And two Princess cruise vessels headed to Fort Lauderdale, the Ruby Princess and the Crown Princess. Both reported norovirus outbreaks this past week. The Crown Princess counted 141 passengers and 18 crew members. And the Ruby had 81 passengers and nine crew members fall ill. Now, let's put that in perspective. As our cruise experts Paul Motter and Ann Campbell have said on this show before, it's important to know that norovirus outbreaks occur regularly in lots of public places, such as office buildings. You don't ever hear anything about them. The reason there's so much news coverage of that of norovirus on cruise ships are these. First of all, ships are required to report the outbreaks, so the media has uh, access to those reports. Ships are closed communities at sea, and obviously that makes outbreaks more dramatic. Uh, and, of course, passengers are on vacation, and no one likes to have their vacations marked by diarrhea, vomiting, and stomach pain. So take this news in stride. I ask you to take this in stride. If you're thinking of taking a cruise, don't panic, don't cancel. Uh, in the case of the Crown Princess, for example, only 4.5% of the 3,100 passengers were affected. Aboard the Ruby Princess, only 2.6% of the 3,100 passengers fell ill. So it happens, but you're not an odds-on favorite to take ill on a cruise. And the best prevention is simple. Wash your hands regularly if you're touching surfaces in public areas. Well, big showdown between Europe and China when it comes to airline flights is shaping up. You may know that the European Union is now requiring the world's airlines to pay a fee to help cut carbon commission, uh, emissions. Excuse me. Uh, that's already adding to the price of tickets worldwide. Well, China this week said it won't play ball. It's forbidding its airlines to pay the fee. Europe has said any airline that doesn't do so won't be permitted to fly into and out of Europe. Now, it's a safe presumption that if the EU enforces that threat, China may retaliate by banning European carriers from flying to and from China. So you can see the situation that's developing. This could take years to sort out, so uh, stay, stay tuned and uh, for developments in this face-off, and we'll have news for you 
lately. We're coming up. We're going to be talking with uh, uh, Don Wildman. You probably have seen his show called Off Limits on Travel Channel. He's in the middle of um, filming a new series or a new episode today. We're going to catch him in Vegas. Then we're going to talk with Doug Lansky, uh, travel journalist, about where the highest concentration of tourists are in the world. And my friend Andy Blue will be joining us, Mr. Bon Vivant, uh, Mr. Bon Appetit, and Mr. Wine Expert, the host of the SSI show, Blue Lifestyle. We just got back together from a trip to Argentina and Uruguay. We're going to focus for a few minutes on Uruguay and tell you why you ought to consider that and put it on your bucket list. Stick around. We'll be right back here in Rudy Max's World. So glad you're with us. Don't go away. Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. What would you do if you got seriously sick or injured on a trip? Medical evacuation can cost over $25, $50, or even $100,000 and is rarely covered by major medical insurance, especially not Medicare. An on-call international membership protects your health and your wallet with services including evacuation to your hospital of choice. Annual membership starts at just $225 and covers trips nearby or abroad. For more info, call 800-575-5014 or visit oncallinternational.com or rudymaxa.com under sponsors. I have this dizzy feeling every time I get out of bed, like spinning. I don't know why. It's awful. I get dizzy when I read or work on the computer. I get lightheaded walking down a hall or aisle. Or unsteady on my feet. I lose my balance and get a little motion sick. It's like vertigo. That dizzy feeling in a car, train, or airplane. And now there's Zyvestra. An amazing dual-action tabs and targeted cream. You rub behind your ear. Behind your ear. And the ingredients have traditionally been recognized to work in a homeopathic way to relieve dizziness. That dizzy feeling, gone. They relieve that vertigo feeling. Zyvestra is amazing. Relieve dizziness. And queasiness. Enjoy life with better balance. Call right now for your risk-free trial of Zyvestra. Call 1-800-304-1684. 800-304-1684. Stop the dizziness. Call 800-304-1684. That's 800-304-1684. As a proud father of five daughters, I knew someday the wedding bells would be ringing, ringing my wallet dry. So in order to save some money, I decided that all of their special days would be on the same day. I can't believe this. Can't believe what? I've been engaged for 10 years waiting for you. It's only because you took the first one to come along. Take that back. Justin's a good girls, man. Girls, girls, this is no time to bicker. It's go time, ladies. There's an easier way to say it. Get online. Go to geico.com. Get a quote. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to the show. Nice to have you here with us. This hour of the show is brought to you by TravelGuard.com. TravelGuard is your place to go for all kinds of uh, coverage that can make your trips go smoother and more Easily, Travel Guard is one of the country's largest uh, uh, travel insurance companies, and their specialty is providing travel insurance and assistance to millions of travelers. Uh, 
and through their worldwide assist, uh, travel assistance centers in Asia, Europe, and Americas. Travel Guard helps ensure leisure and business travelers alike. And uh, it has a global reach, unparalleled service quality, and its clients reserve best in class care. You can check it out at travelguard.com. Or you can go to our radio show website, RudyMaxa.com, and click on the Travel Guard logo, which is about halfway down the page on the homepage, and learn more about it. It's a way to travel with a lot of safety and security and comfort. Don Wildman is the host of the Travel Channel show called Off Limits. And we've caught him in Vegas today, where he's actually filming a new episode uh, of, of the series. Don, welcome to Rudy Max's World. Nice to have you in-house. Thank you very much, Rudy. Nice to be here. All right. Now, you are part archaeologist, part historian, part journalist, if I, if I can make an analysis. For viewers who might not have seen Off Limits, tell, tell me what the purpose of the show is. The show goes around the country and uh, explores the kind of inner workings of our, of our world. You know, the, the mechanics uh, from civil engineering to the, you know, unknown stories, the mysteries and so forth. Uh, you know, it's, it's a, I'm living the dream as far as I'm concerned. I, I'm a very curious guy and have always wanted to know how things work. You know, I, I remember flying into uh, Los Angeles, I don't know, 10 years ago. I was moving there and I came down on the city, you know, in the plane and it's just this vast uh, expanse of city that just, I looked out and thought, how does it work? You know, how does the, how does the electricity work? How does the water go to all these people? I mean, it really, those <laughs> moments kind of fascinate me. Uh, I don't know why, but it's always been in my, my DNA to think about that kind of stuff. So I get a chance to do that on this show in all kinds of ways from, uh, you know, not only the civil engineering. Most recently, up in, the, in San Francisco, the Bay Bridge is being uh, kind of rebuilt. And uh, I met with the, one of the designers of it and went to the top of the of the tower and looked down on this whole amazing piece of engineering. Yikes. Think, yeah. Uh, and it's just an honor and interesting uh, experience to go around and, and look at the way things are, are working. Well, when I touted your uh, appearance on the show at the top of the hour, I talked about a, uh, a, a sort of uh, some, some kind of secret Nazi compound near yeah. Malibu, California. What was that about? I didn't see that episode. You know, it was uh, an amazing story from just pre-World War II, uh, late 30s, uh, prior to Nazism being such a bad thing in, in the world. You know, nobody really knew what was going on. Um, uh, there was a plan, actually, to sort of plant a, a secret ar army uh, throughout the United States, and it was a, a network of outposts that were all going to be ready for to receive a, a, an army of thousands, I suppose. I mean, it was hundreds in this case in Los Angeles. But these, the, wait, excuse me. Let me interrupt, Don. These, these were outposts for, for, for the enemy. Exactly. No, that was, world domination was on their minds, you know, and, and the United States was in the crosshairs. And so there, this was about planting a seed in North America. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a well-researched story. Um, there, Long Island had one. I think Wisconsin had one. And, and this is the same thing happening in Los Angeles. And it was a, a couple from Pasadena who were rich, and they were courted by a German spy who went by the name of Er Schmidt. And he encouraged them to create this, this uh, estate, really, in the middle of rustic canyon, which in those days had nothing in it, um, and even today it's part of Santa Monica Conservancy, beautiful wooded land, and you can go up there, and, and this is a, a gate that you walk right by on the road, happened to be designed by Paul Williams, who's a, an amazing you know, African-American architect from the old days of Hollywood. 
um, on a huge scale, this place was going to be built. It never got out of the starting gate because Pearl Harbor happened and the FBI came and shut them down. But you can go back into those bushes and, and explore around, many graffiti artists have, and find all those old concrete structures that were part of the powerhouse and all that infrastructure in there. That was really the impetus, uh, one of the impetus for, for doing this story, that, you know, secrets of our of our society hide in plain sight a staging um, area for nazis in <laughs> uh on the southern coast of california that's unbelievable isn't that incredible i mean it I, is. you should google it up it's, a, it's an amazing story it really is my guest is uh, don wildman he's host of the travel channel show called off limits can you talk about what you're doing in vegas uh, what kind of episode you're yeah. doing now um I'm actually going to be uh, climbing around the, the volcano here at the uh, Mirage Hotel, um, the new volcano that they have. There's a, a great design. There's a new team. one there now? What's that? They replaced the old one? I think they did, yes. Oh, okay. It's, it's a, a much more visual and exciting experience. All and right. Ho and hotter. Um, but among <laughs> other things, uh, we're going down to Hoover Dam and, and doing all kinds of things around this part. You know, it's a... It, it's a uh, a mixed bag of of things for me all the time, and that's the best part of the show for me. You know, I'm I'm kind of curious in all directions. So huge tourist experiences are also interesting stories to get into. How they were designed, how they run. You know, what's the peak experience of it? And and I'm a hands-on host. You know, that's the idea that we find ways to get me involved in the action. I was down in Florida last week, and I was wrestling with an alligator, which I'd never thought I'd ever do. Oh, you know, God. The whole thing that you always see these guys doing. And we went in and... Uh, yeah, these guys who are professional alligator wrestlers. <laughs> yes. And I had no idea this was going to happen this day. We went there kind of not knowing what we were doing there. You know, it was... And it is a very interesting story to talk about alligators in Florida and, and the development of Florida in terms of its effect on the ecosystem and, and the alligator population, which was decimated in the early part of the... Uh, in the middle of the 20th century. And so it's turned around totally, and one of the reasons is that alligator farms um, kind of replaced the ecosystem, and these things went nuts. And so there's no problem with alligators these days. Um, so we were studying it from that aspect, which, you know, is a, is a smart conversation. But, of course, in the process, you're at this place where people are coming to see, people, you know, human interaction with alligators. So, you know, of course, the guy says, why don't you go in there and try it? And I, before I know it, I'm sitting on the back of a full-size alligator, I mean, 10 feet long. And, and the thing's a wild animal. This isn't some trained little specimen. Don. I know, I know. Believe me. At the moment, I was feeling the same way. <laughs> Well, what, I mean, how did you know you weren't going to get hurt? Those things move fast. They do. And actually, I did some things wrong that I was told later put me in uh, some extreme danger. And it was just luck that it didn't happen to me. Um, it, it, it's fun for me. You know, it's, a, it's an exhilarating moment uh, for the audience, you know, that's watching the show. I'm, I'm the vicarious, I'm the agent of the audience. You know, I'm the guy who gets involved. And so it, it has to happen. And it's kind of a cause for us to find ways to get me, you know, putting my hands on, on, on the experience. Same, same week, um, burning up sugarcane down there to find out how the sugar uh, industry works in central Florida. Amazing. And, and so what? So wrap this into a one show. What will this show be called? What will be the theme of this well, show? Yeah, last week, I mean, last year we did more city by city, you know, geographical mm -hmm. studies of cities and your experience if you were in Seattle or San Francisco. We found that people were more interested in 
my experience in places, and, and it wasn't so much of a geography lesson that was being paid attention to. So you could be, you will be in Las Vegas in one 10-minute segment, and then in Cleveland the next. You know, it's, sort ah. of, it's a mixed bag now of kind of peak experiences of getting behind the scenes and learning things about places you wouldn't know. Um, it, yeah, that's kind of where it's going now. Got it. So, but you're you're the guy who'll go to Paris and, and have to go down underground and see where the bones are. Yeah. Um, you have to see the underground Seattle. You got to see the underground everything, don't you? <laughs> yes. I used to do a show called Cities of the Underworld on History, and it was a that was purely what we did. We went underground things, and it was a great experience of learning how to kind of find a different angle into stories you might have even heard before, but could be told in a different way. Um, getting into sewers and tunnels and catacombs is just inevitably interesting, you know, visually cool for one thing, but also just it makes you, it makes you perk up when you think, oh, this guy's going to go underground here. And it, it was amazing how many tunnels I went into. And, you, you know, a tunnel is a tunnel, but it's an incredible opportunity for storytelling is really what it is. And so, yeah, well, it's hard to light those places, too. Hey, listen, when does the new uh, series begin? Um, probably in the middle of April will be the new okay. Off Limits episodes. I think April 17th they're talking about. Well, we may talk to you when that time comes around, Don. I sure hope so. Website? Oh, um, slash off limits. Perfect. Don Wildman, thanks for joining us. Good luck in Vegas. Stay away from the alligators. Thank you, Rudy. Bye-bye. Don Wildman is the host of the Travel Channel show Off Limits. Uh, got a very interesting job, wrestling alligators. Stick around. We'll be right back in a moment. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Hey, I'm happy to bring you the first in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at Travel Guard. It's one of thousands of true travel tales they receive each year. Here it is. Nancy was looking forward to the perfect Caribbean cruise wedding. Miami in the morning, dinner with friends on board, dancing the night away, and a little wedding night hanky-panky to top things off. What she got was very different. For the rest of the story and a chance to win a new Kindle, visit TravelGuard.com slash stories. TravelGuard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance. On my journey to help save people money on car insurance, people have been really surprised to learn that GEICO can also help with renter's insurance. They're even more surprised when I tell them it costs as little as $12 a month. But perhaps what's most surprising is that I still live with my mum. Yeah, I know, I really should start thinking about renting my own place. But then I'd have to get my own tea kettle. Sofa, shower curtain, soap dish. Visit Geico.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to the show. This segment is brought to you by the good folks at On Call International. We all know when we travel that sometimes the unexpected happens, if and when. 
Protect yourself. If it happens to you, protect yourself with a reasonably priced annual membership from OnCall International. They provide the best assistance you'll need during an unforeseen medical or travel emergency, even a situation like social unrest and more. I remember during the uh, early days of the protests about this, well, January of last year in Cairo that OnCall had to send a plane to bring about a hundred, uh, I think, students who were stuck in Cairo back to uh, safety. From unexpected illnesses to life-threatening accidents, delayed luggage, or legal woes, OnCall International gives you the help you'll need to return home or get back to enjoying your trip. More info at OnCallInternational.com or log on to RudyMaxa.com, our home base for the web uh, radio show. And on the homepage down at the bottom there, you'll see a logo for OnCall International. Click on it. You'll get all details. Doug Lansky is a uh, American-born a travel journalist. He's based in Stockholm, Sweden, where he lives with his family. He's the guy who brings you, oh, all kinds of He's brought you a lot of uh, great books from the folks at Lonely Planet. He is the guy who brings you that funny picture every weekend in the travel section of your paper, perhaps, uh, uh, taken by a traveler somewhere. And he's been thinking lately about... Uh, the places where most people go compared to the local population. In other words, where there's tourist saturation. Doug, welcome back to Rudy Max's World. Good to be here. Now, am I going to be surprised by the places you tell me are most saturated with tourists? Because I think of places like, you know, Las Vegas and Venice and Orlando. Yeah, you might be a little surprised because the places that they were ranked this way, these were just countries that have the most tourists, not cities. Oh, just countries. Okay. So by countries, so the places that are going to be smaller that are more of, you know, just one single city, you know, that's a nation state sort of, uh, uh, or a city nation, I should say, that's going to have a higher density. So um, let me just preface that by saying, you know, New York had 50 million tourists last year. Uh, London and Paris had about 30 million each. Right. Venice. Venice was up there with about, though, what were they at, like 20 million. And now that's probably the first thing people come to, that comes to mind is Venice when you think of tourism density. Um, and it is high. Like, just to put it in perspective, I did the calculation myself. If they get 20 million people and they have 60,000 local residents, that's about 333 tourists per local. So every uh, resident could have one tourist over for dinner every night of the year. Well, if you want to. <laughs> if you wanted to look at it that way, that's a really great way of looking at it. Um, and uh, Las Vegas gets 40 million visitors, but they've got about a little over half a million people, so their tourist density would be close to 70 tourists per local. So it's actually less now, than Venice, even though they had many, many more tourists. What do you start? Can you go up the ranking from I don't know, right five, four, list. three, two, and one? Start with ten and go down, or go up? Start with one let's, and go down. Which way do you want to no, go? No, let's start with ten and go up. All right. Number 10, we've got Liechtenstein, and that's at oh 1.7 tourists per local. In fact, there's actually it's a tie between 8, 9, and 10. Hungary, Barbados, and Liechtenstein each have the same tourist density. Okay. And then we're going up to number uh, 7. We've got St. Kitts and Nevis. Mm -hmm. A lot of islands here. Cyprus is number 6 with 2.7 tourists per local. Then we go to Malta, 2.8. Antigua Barbuda, Barbuda is 3.4, and Palau, 3.6 tourists per local. Oh, my number goodness, two, out there in the South Pacific. Yeah, and number two, we've got Monaco with 7.9 tourists per local. I think I, I may have mentioned this the last time we spoke, but the number one, and probably most people aren't gonna, are not going to think of this, but number one is San Marino, that mini little tourist town, I guess. They've got 18.4 tourists per is that, local. Is that technically a principality like Monaco? 
I Not believe sure. it's technically a country. A country, okay, and it's in, tucked in Italy somewhere it, it, on the coast of it, or off just off the coast of Italy, isn't it? It's kind of yeah. It's uh, it is. It's uh, right in the. It's like a little elevated town, uh, right. kind of like a citadel <laughs> that you see when you're approaching it. From I remember going there once, and it was in fact chocker block pack with tourists. I mean, you've probably been in a zillion places that you you almost can't move. It's like you're in a rock concert, and you know, pushing forward to the front row. There's so many tourists. Everywhere. Right, which raises the question of, is tourist density a problem for these places? I think it is, and I think, I think going forward, this is just my personal guess of what's going to happen, looking at the way tourism is exploding. And when you see, like, the middle class starting to sort of become this giant bubble in China, in India, in Thailand, and places like that, where I think you're going to see, if you thought 20 million was a lot in Venice, you know, last year, I could see that number tripling as this number of, of people can afford to travel just grows ah, incredibly. Of course. And of so course. what's going to happen is it's kind of like these congestion charges they're putting in in a lot of cities where you, you pay to enter the city. And I think, I mean, it's hard to imagine like turnstiles going into Venice like you would at Disney World, but maybe that's not to a stranger. You may have to, like sort of the way that when you have to book a trip to go down on a private raft in the Grand Canyon or to sure. see the gorillas uh, in Rwanda or Uganda, it's, it's a waiting list. And sometimes it's several years long. And it could be that a lot of these really popular places, you've got to book a spot, kind of like going on the Inca Trail as well. A lot of these places that used to just be able to turn up and go now have a waiting list to, to do the exact same wow, thing. Wow. That's incredible. That's the future of travel for our grandkids, Doug. <laughs> could be. Hey, thanks for joining us. That's, that's a, it's a quick but fascinating look into tourist density. Appreciate it. Pleasure to be here. Check Doug Lansky out at DougLansky.com. He's a travel journalist, very prolific. You'll be glad you did. Stick around. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. You see and hear ad after ad about owning gold, but they raise more questions than they answer. That's why American Bullion has created a comprehensive free gold guide packed with unbiased information about gold as an investment. Get the facts before you buy. Call American Bullion now for your free copy of the Gold Guide at 800-716-6878. That's 800-716-6878. Are you tired of stressing out about the economy and ready to take control of your retirement funds? American Bullion has a precise, tax-free, and hassle-free system to convert your existing IRA or former 401k into a gold IRA. That's why they're the leader in gold IRA rollovers. It's all spelled out in the free American Bullion Gold Guide that answers all of your questions in plain and simple English. Call for your free copy today at 800-716-6878. 800-716-6878. American Bullion. 800-716-6878. I have this dizzy feeling every time I get out of bed, like spinning. I don't know why. It's awful. I get dizzy when I read or work on the computer. I get lightheaded walking down a hall or aisle. Or unsteady on my feet. I lose my balance and get a little motion sick. It's like vertigo. That dizzy feeling in a car, train, or airplane. And now there's Zyvestra. An amazing dual-action tabs and targeted cream. You rub behind your ear. Behind your ear. And the ingredients have traditionally been recognized to work in a homeopathic way to relieve dizziness. That dizzy feeling 
gone. They relieve that vertigo feeling. Zyvestra is amazing. Relieve dizziness. And queasiness. Enjoy life with better balance. Call right now for your risk-free trial of Zyvestra. Call 1-800-304-1684. 800-304-1684. Stop the dizziness. Call 800-304-1684. That's 800-304-1684. Get in the zone. Putting off auto repairs can turn a small job into a big one. So put your tax refund to work today at AutoZone. From brakes to engines, we've got the quality parts you need. And you can count on AutoZone's trusted experts to help you stretch those tax refund dollars as far as possible. Spend a little today instead of a lot later. Keep your car running longer with help from AutoZone. Parts are just part of what we do. Get in the zone. AutoZone. As a proud father of five daughters, I knew someday the wedding bells would be ringing, ringing my wallet dry. So in order to save some money, I decided that all of their special days would be on the same day. I can't believe this. Can't believe what? I've been engaged for 10 years waiting for you. It's only because you took the first one to come along. Take that back. Justin's a good girls, man. Girls, this is no time to bicker. It's go time, ladies. There's an easier way to save. Get online. Go to geico.com. Get a quote. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Got a question or comment? Need advice? Jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. It is 43 minutes after the hour. Nice to have you here. Hope you're going to be traveling soon. Hope you just came back from traveling. I did with my buddy Andy Blue. You may listen to his show. It's an SSI syndicated show called The Blue Lifestyle. He is the master of all things fine when it comes to food, wine, liquor, all, all the finer things in life that uh, most of us working day stiffs can't afford. I'm actually broadcasting to you from the massive Blue Lifestyle studios here in uh, Pacific Palisades, uh, a suburb of uh, Los Angeles, because we just flew back yesterday from Argent Argentina and Uruguay. So if I sound a little jet lag today, well, now you know why. But what I wanted to talk about, as I said at the top of the hour, when we most Americans have some sort of mental picture of Buenos Aires, the uh, uh, European architecture, the great red wine, the tango, all those sort of cliched but, but valid uh, um, pictures of, tr of tourism there. But Uruguay, on the other hand, is sort of a forgotten country, uh, certainly by Americans. We didn't run into American, many Americans there, did we, Andy? No, and, and the wonderful thing about Uruguay is it's just uh, it's kind of the forgotten place. It's, it's so beautiful, and it's very rural. And most of the, we took the ferry from, uh, from Buenos Aires to Colonia, which is uh, in the western part of Uruguay, and then drove uh, through Montevideo and to the beach at uh, Punta del Este and Jose Ignacio. The whole country is rolling green hills, beautiful vistas. I mean, it, it is absolutely one of the most beautiful countries I've ever been in. It really, it really does seem to have a. Uh, uh, we were just talking with Doug Lansky in the previous segment about the, num the high density tourist areas like Venice and San Marino, um, where you, you have to you just bump into people walking on the street. I mean, Uruguay seems very spacious. I mean, it's big country. It's almost a Montana Wyoming kind of feel to it. Yeah, and most of it is. You know, we 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 take a little uh, side trip to a place called Garzon, which is about a half an hour from the from the beach areas. 
and it's like going back in time a hundred years. I mean, it is, uh, it's so rustic and so beautiful. And the people in that country are so lovely. They're so mellow and, and sweet and relaxed. Yeah. Relax is, is, is the word. It's a big vacation. Let let me, let me paint a little sort of overview. Montevideo is the capital. It's on the water. Um, and, and the beach, uh, there's a very long beach between, uh, or along the Uruguayan coast. And that's where we were holidaying. And that's where a a lot of Argentines go. You'll see a lot of Argentine license plates there because the ferry boats, the ferry takes about an hour, costs about $62 if you're just an individual traveler. And, uh, folks come over by ferry and they'll spend, this is prime vacation time December, January, and February there, because, of course, it's summer there. And they'll spend uh, the principal vacation. I was Punta del Este. That's sort of the Miami beach. We were in a, a quiet, more residential village about 30 minutes uh, north called Jose Ignacio. Um, you're, 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 a you're a special a specialist on food. Talk a little about the Uruguayan food. Well, it's, it's similar in a way to, uh, to Argentine food. And you know, it's very meat-centric. I think that if you're a vegetarian, I would think about going someplace else because uh, if, you, if you're if you a vegetarian and you go to Buenos Aires or, or Montevideo or any part of Uruguay or Argentina, you're going to be presented with meat for the first course, meat for the second course, and probably meat for dessert. <laughs> but it's really good meat. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Well, it's it's very different. Uh, first of all, it's not um, it's grass fed beef mostly, and uh, a lot of lamb and pork as well. And it is uh, it's not it doesn't go through the process that it goes through here in the U.S. So it's not as marbled or as fatty. It's uh, it's not as tender. It's a little bit tougher, but uh, and chewier, but. On the other hand, it's got a huge amount of flavor, and uh, it's really, really wonderful. A word about the wines of Uruguay and Argentina. Well, you know, Argentina has, has become the absolute uh, hottest wine-growing country uh, exporting to the U.S. It went from nothing to third place uh, in in the uh, U.S., particularly because of Malbec, a wonderful red variety. But Uruguay is going to start to show up because they specialize in a in a red variety called Tanat, T-A-N-N-A-T, which is uh, indigenous to the to the southwestern part of France, and their wines are really really excellent. The ones that we tried were really good, weren't they? And they were not expensive. They were. They were very well priced. Hey, listen, we've got to take a break here. Uh, this is went a little faster than I thought. Can you stick around maybe for two minutes in the next segment? Uh, I'll see if I can uh, find the time in my schedule. Yes. <laughs> I'm Rudy Maxa. You're listening to Anthony Dias Blue of Blue Lifestyle, the SSI syndicated show about all things fine in life. I'm going to ask him to stick around in the next moment. I'll also have a couple deals of the week for you. Don't touch that dial. Rudy Maxa's world will be right back in this lovely, I hope where you are, lovely February weekend. participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. 
You can also listen to past broadcasts of the show at Rudy Max's World. Just click on podcasts. Uh, each show is divided by hour, one hour, and or excuse me, hour one and hour two, and you can hear some past shows, or you can forward them to friends if you heard something uh, that you thought they might be interested in. And every day, my uh, or at least Monday through Friday, my travel minute is posted there. Many of my stations carry that during morning drive time during the week. If you've missed it or care to see my thoughts that day on travel, just go to RudyMaxa.com and click on Travel Minute. You can also send me a question. If you have a travel question, may put you on the air. I may just answer you very quickly by email if it's uh, appropriate. Just write me at Rudy at RudyMaxa.com. Don't forget to go to Facebook. And, uh, and you can also follow me at SavTrav. On, uh, I, I feel obligated to put all this stuff out because people, everybody does now about social media. You go to Twitter, and uh, I'm SavTrav, S-A-V-T-R-A-V, short for Savvy Traveler. Um, I won't bombard you with tweets. Believe me, my I have friends who keep saying, can you tweet, tweet more? I think I'm the only guy in the world who's asked to tweet more rather than less. Uh, I'm, I've asked Andy Blue to stick around with me. Anthony Dias Blue is the host of The Blue Lifestyle, uh, an SSI-syndicated show about all things wonderful regarding food and wine and liquor and the, the better things in life. He and I just returned literally Friday um, from uh, Argentina and Uruguay, and we were talking about that special little country called Uruguay. Uh, it's very easy to get to. There are nonstop flights uh, between Montevideo, the capital, and uh, Miami. And uh, on American Airlines, for example, there are other ways to get there, too. But if all you got to do is fly into Montevideo, or if you've always wanted to see Buenos Aires, you can fly into Buenos Aires on, on a couple airlines, including American, and then just take a ferry boat for about $62. It takes about an hour, I think, to cross into Uruguay. There are no visas required for Uruguay. Uh, you can rent a car. You can take very good public transportation up the coast. There are some beautiful beach, beach communities. I was surprised. Punta del Este is, is a big cosmopolitan city, isn't it, Andy? It really is. We had an opportunity to go into Punta del Este. Punta del Este is uh, on a peninsula, so it's surrounded by water on three sides, and um, it's uh, it's quite a bustling town because we drove right through the middle of it, and uh, it's it's similar in a way to South Beach in Miami. It's got that uh, that feel. It's got the high rises near the beach, and uh, it has a kind of active uh, life going on within the city with uh, wonderful restaurants. We ate at a fantastic restaurant right on the right on the beach called Boca Chica, and uh, it was delightful and beautiful. And we also did something very non-touristy. Uh, a chef friend of Andy suggested a, a bar in town, not on the water, called Sue Bar, S-U, separate word, B-A-R. How would you describe Sue Bar to, to someone who hasn't been there? Well, <laughs> I would say it's like going back in, in time. I mean, I don't think there was any... Any tourists anywhere near that place? It was, uh, and this is in Montevideo, and it was absolutely one of the best places uh, I've ever been to because it had so much atmosphere. The people are so lovely, and and uh, our waitress Alexandria was absolutely charming. And uh, the place is a big old bar, and they serve this uh, kind of what would you call it? It's like a it's like a pizza, but it's got. It's got spinach and bechamel sauce and all. Oh, man, was that good. <laughs> yeah, my mistake. That uh, Sioux bar is in Montevideo. Uh, uh, Boca Chica is in, uh, is, is, is in Punta del Este. Punta del Este is sort of the... It's sort of the French Riviera for uh, uh, well-off Argentines, and there are a number of American visitors, but not a big number, I can tell you. And we went a little further north to a small town with just a few hotels called uh, uh, Jose Ignacio, and I, I don't think we saw but another American, one or, or two more American couples. Yeah, Jose Ignacio is kind of a, uh, it, it's as if you went to the Hamptons 50 or 100 years ago. It's uh, 
it's purposely very simple and not built up. There are no high rises or anything like that. It's just a fabulous beach community with a with a lot of great restaurants. Andy, thanks for uh, joining me in reliving the trip of just two days of a couple of days ago for our listeners. Uh, you can hear Andy Blue on the SSI Network, Blue Lifestyle, or you can go to your website, bluelifestyle.com. Am I right, Andy? Correct. Correct. Okay. Uh, just got two minutes left here. Let me give you a couple of deals of the week. Hit that expensive sounder. There. Oh, my God. Andy, we spare nothing when it comes to special effects. I wonder what that guy was doing over in the corner with the cash register. Yeah, right. We are at the Blue Lifestyle International Studio Complex here. Quite large. A couple skyscrapers here in uh, California. Uh, here's an interesting deal. How about spending Valentine's Day having dinner on a Concorde? Remember the British Airways Concorde, the super, su supersonic jet? Well, you're correct. It stopped flying years ago, but there's still some parked around the world. One is on Manchester Airport's runway called the Runway Visitor Park in Manchester, England. And you can bid to have a uh, chef-prepared uh, dinner plus champagne, just you and your significant other on board Concord, Valentine's evening. Bidding starts at $780. You want to say you have something, some wiser mark you want to say? Well, I flew the Concorde a couple of times, and I remember that those seats were pretty cramped. <laughs> they were. They were small seats, but but it was a fast trip, a couple, two and a half hours to London from New York, or three hours. Um, if you go to uh, my Facebook page, which is Rudy Maxadash TV Show, you'll see where to email your bid. The bids begin at $780, or 500 British pounds. The auction closes uh, this Sunday night at midnight. I'm not quite sure whose time zone that is. It may be London, so get it there early in the day. And you'll be notified Monday, February the 13th. So if you've got a friend in London, you might want to tell him or her about this. Uh, you'll find the address, which is valentines.concord at ba.com, where you can send in your bid. And the London's Radisson Edwardian Hotels announced their Olympic pricing and availability. That's nice. They have up the prices in some place. But if you're willing to stay out at the Radisson Edwardian Heathrow, it's only 237 per night for single occupancy. It's a schlep into town, but there's a train that'll get you there quickly. Hey, thanks to Jeff Ryder, my engineer. Anna Schofield is my executive producer. Nice to have you with us this weekend. Thanks to all our listeners and stations. We'll see you next week here in Rudy Max's World. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World. And as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.